0: And welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard, and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Today's podcast, unfortunately, is going to be slightly different, and this is due to two reasons. Firstly, currently the UK and much of Europe is experiencing a heatwave and this has meant that i had planned to reduce the amount of gardening that i was going to do anyway and reduce it right down to the bare essentials which would have just basically been a bit of bit of watering possibly a little bit of weeding at the most however the second reason has also altered this i have unfortunately came down with covid and i've been unable to leave my house and venture to the allotment which as caused problems on its own, my wife has popped down to the allotment to do a bit of watering for me, but I'm under strict instructions to take it easy. And because of these two reasons, I just felt the diary features that we would have usually featured would have just featured me talking about the water in the garden and how hot it is. So I've decided for this week... We're going to miss out on the diary sections, but as you can gather, all I've really done is a bit of watering, so nothing really there to uh, talk about. But with this chance to kind of be away from the allotment, to miss the allotment, it has also given me the chance to reflect on my allotment. And I thought what I would do is just share with you some of my mistakes that I have made with my allotment. And I would love to know what mistakes you have made with your own allotment too. Now I don't see mistakes as being a negative thing. I see them as being an area we can learn and a learning curve. We learn more when we make mistakes. So uh, it's not a negative podcast. These are things that we would have changed or I would have changed to produce a better allotment so let's get on with it my first mistake was when I was first offered my plot the council advised me to go and look at it but I didn't I just wanted the plot so I said right I'm having it uh, got the keys and went straight to the plot and that was the first time I saw it at the time I thought I knew what I was Doing, I thought I was knew exactly what I was going to do, having had another allotment before that. And I was also under the belief that this was the only plot available at the time. They were in huge demand, and I didn't want to lose it, so I just grabbed it at the first opportunity. Well, it turns out it wasn't the only plot that was available, but what it was was the plot that the council had a lot of difficulty getting somebody onto it. Had have I made an appointment with this site representative he would have informed me that the past two tenants had given up on the plot because it was so difficult to keep on top of the weeds and he may have offered me another plot instead. Now that being said the other plots may not have had such good access as what I currently have. They may not have had a lot of the advantages that my plot does bring with it but... It may have also had a better, we don't know. It was just a mistake that I made. Had I been armed with all the full knowledge, I could have made a better informed decision. But that was me just wanting to get in on with it, getting excited. Now that leads me quite nicely onto my second mistake. And that was when I took my plot on, I rushed to get everything planted as soon as possible to get it into use. I knew I wanted to grow my own food and I wanted to grow trees and asparagus and those sort of perennial crops that needed to get in the ground pretty soon, I thought, so that they could establish and start producing. This, again, was a mistake. What I wish I had done is just cut all the grass down that was there, everything down as low as possible and covered it all over with a weed suppressing membrane. Now, what I could have done then is on top of that weed suppressing membrane had pots or grow bags that I did use to grow things in for that first year. Now, the the thing is, a lot of allotments will have a rule where you have to get so much of your ground in cultivation within so many weeks of taking it on. And from what I understand, the membrane and grow bags and everything else I just mentioned would have covered that because they could see Progress was happening. It's not about having it looking fantastic within that time, it's about them seeing that progress was being made. Now, the other thing I could have done had if I laid membrane down is just peeled off a, an area at a time to clear it and start using it so that it wasn't so, so hard to uh, tackle. And uh, this would have meant that I could dug over. I know I don't normally dig, but I think in the beginning I should have dug over this plot, removed any little bits of root, especially the couch grass root. And that would have le- then left me with less of a problem with weeds now. Now, I only really feel like I'm starting to get on top of the weeds and I've been on this plot for seven years and that's due to a combination of using mulches, cover crops and everything else that I use to try and keep on top of the weeds. It's been a lot of work and a long learning curve. Now my third mistake is that I tried to keep hold of any plants that were already on the plot. Usually our plots when they are vacated they have to be completely cleared which is why we never have any sheds left over unlike other plots that I've had. Um, But plants sometimes do get left behind and on our plot particularly there was raspberries and gooseberries and globe artichokes and these were all really well established and I decided I wasn't going to waste them I thought they're food they're growing. Unfortunately what this has meant is that the areas where these are growing in has become very difficult to control the weeds and this is because they're just so tricky to get in there get to remove the plants to get them out of the way and remove all those bits of weed that i was saying about earlier now i also don't know what varieties of these plants are so it's a bit tricky if they're tasty but not knowing what varieties they are it's difficult to recommend them and move forward with that so this is a, a, a quite a significant thing that I have noticed. And in fact, it's something that I've started to rectify with, my, with the raspberries. Now, what I've done in an area, I have removed all the raspberries and I've covered that over. This is going to be the summer raspberry bed. Covered it over with cardboard and that cardboard will be there for the next year. And that's going to try and get rid of all the weeds. Now, during this time, I'm buying in some new summer raspberry plants, which I'm growing in pots with labels so I know exactly what they are. And then come next winter, 2023 winter, I will be looking to plant those out in the allotment in that same area. And hopefully I should be able to control the weeds much better. I should be able to just improve what I have and hopefully have less of a problem with pests as well. That's the idea, and this is something I'm going to be repeating in other soft fruit areas that I have on the allotment moving forward. My fourth mistake was when I first built my beds. I wanted to make the most use of the space that I had and have maximum growing space. I still wanted beds, and I still wanted some paths in between, but I made myself to have paths that were only 30 centimetres wide at that time that was just too small there was just not enough room to walk down let alone try to move wheelbarrows or large pots now one of the problems that I have is I'm a size 12 foot so my shoes would only just fit inside that path I thought it'll be okay in the beginning but What I found, I was either causing damage to the beds next to me when I was working on one opposite, I was getting caught up all the time. It was just very, very hemmed in feeling as well. So I've already rectified this and carried this on moving forward. When I built some new beds, I made sure I had twice as much of space between the beds. And the beds are still the same size, so I've not actually lost much growing space. I've gained more more um, uh, walking space by basically moving the beds over and losing a little bit of an area where I've lost a bit of this raspberry bed area we can say that but also an area that I gave myself which was just a grass area to have an area where I could work and things that needed a bit more space such as cutting wood etc etc well now I just use an area outside my allotment for that it's it's not so much of a problem and I'm I'm better for it, I'm happier for it, and I'm not causing as much damage. The fifth mistake I made was that I would bring in items that I thought I would use on the allotment, but these just ended up using space. Now this mistake is something I recognise in myself. In both being a hoarder, unable to throw away anything including old pots or bits of wood, and holding onto them, but also in being a bit of a dreamer and seeing things that I think would make my life easier, but actually end up taking more time. Now, an example of this, I've got these large water bags that place in a wheelbarrow. We fill these bags up with water and then we can use that to water our plants. Sounds like a good idea. Reality is it never gets used. It's too fiddly. Watering can is just quicker. So, I need to get rid of these excess items. It's something I need to do. And the same can be said for all these little bits of materials such as wood or canes and things that we're going to say to myself that I'm going to use in a project that I never get round to. Now, if I do want to do a project, I'm going to get the materials when I do the project instead of always trying to hoard onto them and do a project in the future. Does that make sense? It does to me anyway. My sixth mistake comes from trying to do everything on an allotment at a weekend now this would often mean spending many hours down on a a Sunday down on the allotment each and every week doesn't sound there's too much wrong with that on the face of it does it but what I've discovered is that by doing this I spent most of my weekend time just clearing weeds and watering and when I had any larger jobs to do I had to rush to try and get them done and it also led to some strong words from my wife who would have liked to do something a bit different on a weekend every now and then with me. Since I've now been attending the, the allotment during the week and on almost daily basis, I find, even though I'm just doing weeding on a daily basis, because the weeds are so much easier to control and I'm on top of it a lot better, I'm also getting better crops as well, I find at the weekend I don't need to spend every weekend on the plot for hours at a time just an hour or two is enough and if I have a big project I can get down the allotment and get straight into it this means that one we can afford to have the odd weekend away from the allotment and I might want to go away or something or if I'm ill covers for that but also A project that I might be doing, for example, I've got a project coming up where I want to build some new compost bins. Because I'm not having to rush to try and do those, I can do those compost bins properly. I can make them look a lot better. They're not going to be rushed and they're just going to turn out to be a much more relaxed, better job. Now, mistake number seven for me has been not putting up labels so that passers-by can see what each in each bed or what each bed is being used for. Now you might be asking what business is it of it to, by to the passers by as to what I'm growing in my bed. Well here's the thing that I've learned from a recent conversation I had with my council. When they are inspecting our plots, they don't really have the time to go and have a real close look at everyone's plot and see exactly what everyone is growing. It's very much a passing visual inspection and they have standards that they are looking for. Well, the first inspection this year, our inspectors weren't aware that my beds had green manures growing in them. So they thought they were weeds and they marked it down because of that. Now, had I had a sign saying that green manures in there, the inspectors would have seen it and not marked it down. um, And would have been quite happy with that because it's quick and easy for them to tell what's going on. So I'm going to be making a few signs in the future green manures, signs for potatoes, brassicas and so on. That way it just makes it a little bit clearer for the inspector to see what is happening and uh, gets um, gets people talking as well and, and seeing what everyone is doing. I think it's actually going to be a good tool for other people who are perhaps new allotment holders and so on. And this is also going to save me a lot of stress and worry, worrying about what the inspectors are going to be saying about my allotment. Am I going to be risking losing it, etc, etc. Now, my inspiration for this actually came from one, the conversation I had with the council, but two, from a fellow allotment plot who I've seen who has used these slate labels. And they've made some really pretty labels on their beds. I'm not sure how I'm going to make mine just yet, but we'll keep listening in the future and we'll see just what we get around to. Now, my final mistake, and I think we're all guilty of this, and that is that I've never made the space or time just to sit down and enjoy my allotment. I'm always working on my plot. And there may be an odd time that I might sit down, have a cuppa or a bite to eat, but on a whole, I am generally working the whole time. And what I should be doing is just finding the time, perhaps at the end of a session, where I just sit down with a cup of tea, look out across my plot, take in and see what i've enjoyed doing what's looking good what i am happy with and just enjoying the garden that i've worked so hard to build perhaps we need to make a garden bench or two and get them in the shade of a tree or something lots of ideas that we need to think about as we go forward with our allotment Now, what about you? What mistakes have you made in your own allotment or your own garden? Like I said, it's not a negative experience to sit back and reflect. I think it all does us some good to think about what changes we should make once in a while. Now, at the end of every podcast, I have been talking about what I have been cooking. And because of COVID, I haven't really been cooking very much. The wife has thankfully been doing it, so I don't make her ill either. But I have got three articles that I want to share with you from Thompson and Morgan. They're good articles, uh, partly because I'm featured in all all three of them as well. Uh, The first one's called The Best Way to Preserve Tomatoes. The second one is The Best Way to Preserve Apples. And the third one is Eight Best Chutney Recipes. I've added links to these in the show notes. Now, these are all just recipes from fellow bloggers and people like myself who are passionate about growing their own food like to cook their own food and are sharing ways that we can be using our produce in really good ways to make them last in our kitchen so please do go check those out really good articles i've got to say some great recipes there that take a lot of inspiration as well as some fellow bloggers and uh, lots there to keep you cooking for the next few weeks to say the least well that brings us up to the end of this week's podcast slightly short compared to our current running time like i said hot weather covid it's going to change things but uh we've still produced a podcast that i hope you have enjoyed if you have enjoyed it please do consider leaving a review on your podcast app or if you would be so good to consider joining it becoming a member of my supporters club my supporters club i charge just five pound a month and for that you get extra behind the scenes podcasts as well as a collection of seeds sent to your door every month i charge just five pound a month for that and if you head to the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk you will find out more now, the is my website where you will find each and every podcast that I've done. You can leave a comment on the end of a, a blog post as well, or you can leave us a voicemail. You just simply click the button, it will attach to your microphone, you leave your message, and then it sends it to me in an MP3 format and I can play it in. It's great to get some of these messages on the uh, a voicemail service finally don't forget to find me on social media you find me on most platforms just search for the veg grower podcast well that is it for this week we'll be back again next time where hopefully i have recovered from covid and we'll be back out down the allotment i'm looking forward to it to say the least and until next time please take care